0: Good morning, good morning, Excite family. Morning. Cool, what's the time? Cool, cool, just another hour and a half, so it should be good. <laughs> I got really small writing here, so I make it look like I don't have much, but you're in for a wild ride. <laughs> good morning, church, and... um. And I just want to say another welcome to all the new faces that are here as well, and I just want to acknowledge and, and honor our pastors as well for, for giving uh, allowing me the privilege to get up here and speak God, speak God's word. It's no small thing, and uh, and I just thank you so much and honor you for everything that you do in this church, um, Pastors Paul and Ruth. Um, I want to, uh, I've to him I wouldn't embarrass him, but my bro's here, Hugh, for the first time, so, sorry, by No, no, for a long, long time, and he's decided to come along and support me uh, sharing the message. So that means a lot, bro. Thank you for coming. Um, I'm just going to open this up in prayer this morning. Uh, because I want this to be God's message, and uh, not just mine—not mine at all, in fact, all His words. So, thank you, Father, Lord. I just thank you so much for what You've put on my heart this week of preparation, Father, Lord. I thank you for the—I um, actually thank you for the trials that we go through. I thank you for the resistance we feel, because we know, as believers in Christ, as sons and daughters of the Most High, that as we meet resistance, we are taking ground for the kingdom. So, this morning, I claim ground for the kingdom in the name of Jesus, who has power and authority over every principality and power in this world. So, Father, I pray a flow of your spirit this morning. I pray for soft hearts. I pray for this seed to go out and be fertile in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, and all the saints said, Amen. amen, amen, amen. Cool. So, the Lord was talking to me about marriage. Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, so I just want to bring up these verses, Romans 7, 3, and 4. Romans chapter 7, 3, and 4. So then, if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband... How's your life insurance, guys? All good? So if your husband dies, she is free from the law, so that she is no longer an adulteress, although she has married another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him that was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. I just want to unpackage this uh, scripture a little bit. This is, um, we're talking here about what the death of Christ did for us. In relation to the law, this is what we're talking about. So, when the um, when Paul was writing this, he was talking about before Christ's sacrifice, we were bound by the law, right? So we were they they were working hard to get back into God's graces. They had to they had to sacrifice uh, whenever something went wrong in their life. They had to sacrifice to uh, to get close to God again, to get back into into that place where they could um yeah be with God again and and what Jesus did is that he came once and for all not to tell us that the law is bad not to not to come here and go oh sorry guys my dad stuffed up we tried it for a few thousand years it didn't quite work out so now we're going to try something new we'll see how it goes it wasn't about that Jesus came to actually fulfill the law on our behalf so he came and instead of us having to sacrifice a lamb every every time we we sort of stuffed up at the certain appointed time by the certain appointed person, Jesus came along as the Lamb to end all lambs. So He came along, He sacrificed Himself, and He bore everything that separated us from God, which we call sin, He bore all of that for every one of us, you and I, everything that we have done, everything that we will do, He bore all of that to the grave, gone dead. In doing that, He freed us from that marriage, right? He freed us from that bondage to the law. So now, no longer, the law has authority over us because we've fulfilled it in Christ. He's fulfilled it for us. Not that He came and said it was bad and I've done away with the law. He came and said, I have fulfilled the law. I have clipped your ticket. You are good. And now we can enjoy personal relationship with our Father because we're clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. So, He said, it is finished on the cross, right? He said, it is finished. Those famous words, it is done. And this this month, we're talking about the cross and beyond. The cross and beyond. Yes, it was finished on the cross, but it is not the finish. Amen. And uh, and God was really talking to me about about marriage and and the uh, and the sort of parallels that we can have between marriage or relationship and our walk or relationship with Christ. And I think if if we got married, like um, marriage is all this week is all about. I'm going to a wedding after this, straight after this service. But it's it's if 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 the the groom from this wedding that I'm going to walked up, said his vows. I love you. I love you. Yep, we're married, joined, kissed the bride, woohoo, and then just sat back on his hunches and went, "Cool, sweet ass, it's done. Nothing else to do here." You know those T-shirts that had the the picture of the man and the wife and the and uh, and game over written underneath it? You know that you see people walking around with. You know, and sometimes that's the that's the message we can get. Like single life's over, freedom's over, and and game over, marriage. That's the end. Now we're just waiting. <laughs> Um, but God told me that, you know, marriage marriage is just the beginning, and the cross in your walk with Christ is just the beginning. Amen? Amen? Your wife wouldn't be too happy if you just went, cool, married, done that, now I can let myself go, now I don't have to work hard for this. You know, who knows that marriage is hard work? Careful, careful. Yeah, don't be too enthusiastic, boys. <laughs> Who knows that marriage? You have to walk through some stuff, yeah. Who knows that um, that in forty years after being married, you know we've got some awesome married couples in here who have walked through some trials, right? And uh, and I take my hat off to you. You know, at the end of 40 years of marriage, you can turn back and you can look back and you can go, this is a strong marriage, not because we didn't have struggles, not because um, we didn't have fights, uh, but because of those fights, because of those struggles and the fact that you and I stuck it out together, the fact that you and I pushed through all those valleys and brought us into a place of having a solid relationship, a solid marriage. I think a lot of us in our faith can get to the cross and then just go, Jesus, now do something And and we're just waiting we're just waiting for him to sort out everything in our lives, amen? And we're just we're just sitting there at the cross going, Come on, come on, oh no. See, I gave my life but now I'm still in debt. See, I'm still struggling with this addiction, but you see, you know, my marriage is still suffering, so what really was it all about, you know? But a marriage and a relationship, like anything, takes some work, takes some hard yards. There are awesome fruits from it. There are awesome benefits from it, but we have to push through it to get those, amen? So, I was thinking about this. Second Corinthians 5:15: "And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. How much better would our marriages be if we started living for the other person? How much better would our relationships be if we started living for the other person? Didn't God call us to live for others? And this is, this is the Word of God saying that He died up there so that the old self would die with Him and that we'd be, we'd be raised up new with Him to live for Him. This is how we unlock the blessings of a life walking in Christ, there in black and white. He said, it is finished, not to the game. The game wasn't over. He said, it is finished to the single life living for self. This is what it's about. In marriage, if you get married and, and you go, all right, cool, got married, sweet. Okay, you stay home. I'm going to go off and just carry on my single life as it was. I'm going to the party. I'm going to, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to have fun just like I always did. I'm just going to live my life um, self-focused like I always did. You can just fit in there somewhere. Who knows that that's not going to last very long? Yeah? And it might, it, you know, it might, the vows might hold it together you know, and your salvation will be held together from the cross, no matter, you know, what you do from that point on, your salvation is held together there, and you are saved, but are you going to enjoy the fullness of that relationship if you don't live for Him? You know, your marriage might hold it together for 20 years, are you going to enjoy the fullness of your marriage if you're not living for them? Yeah? Sorry, tough talk, hey? Easy coming from me, been married five years, hey? There's some veterans in here that could talk to this. Amen? (laughs) It is finished. Loneliness is finished. The solitary walk. Single life, eh? We can think of it as fun, but it is ultimately also very lonely. Amen? Yeah? And marriage is the end of that. Marriage is the end of loneliness. Walking without Christ, you can feel like it's fun. And you can feel like it's awesome, and you can feel like, I, I know all about that. I didn't need Him. No one could tell me that I needed Him. It wasn't until I came to Him that I realized just how solitary that walk was. Yeah? Just how solitary that was. And now, with Him, there is no way that I would want to go back to that single life. Amen? No way. Freedom. It is finished freedom is finished, single life, freedom, but is it really? How many, how many of us, uh, how many of us have encountered people who will say, you know, Christianity and, and the walk with Christ just seems like too many rules? Yeah, yeah, it's a common one, but I know that the life that I was living without Christ and without His grace was a spiderweb, I felt free, but I was just winding myself up into a web, and it's it's very easy to not see that. So, it's an end to freedom, right? And it's a walking into true freedom, amen? It's an end to our own perception of freedom, and it's a walking in to Christ's true freedom that He had intended for us all along, amen? It's also an end to shame. It's an end to... Not having to deal with the hard stuff. You know, if you're in a healthy marriage, you you deal with stuff. Stuff comes up, you know, and it it can feel rocky, and then you push through it and it becomes stronger. Amen. I know that uh, even over the short five years I've been married to Harmony, there's been some stuff that's come up that I didn't even know was an issue. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like undies on the floor in the bathroom. Like, who knew? You know, and some other stuff that's, you know, less deep. <laughs> that's <a> whore, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a whore. But who knows that, that that marriage can be this safe environment where you just know that you know that you know that the other person is always fighting for you. You know, even when it, even when it seems sometimes that they're not, that they're saying something you don't want to hear. Like you should pick your undies up <laughs> off the floor. Praise God. (laughs) Christ is our outlet for those things that we've been holding on to that we shouldn't be. The old self, amen? Just as our spouse can be. You know, those times we we, we really want to get deep into a relationship. We need to crack open the ugly stuff, amen? Yeah. And we can do that with Christ. He's there for us for that. And He's the best one to do it with. He is the best one to do it with it's freedom from darkness jesus promised in john 8:12 i am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life will never walk in darkness i know that there's things that that people struggle with that are it's like a cloud of war it's like a fog of war they call it eh? where you just can't see there's bullets flying you don't know which way is up. It's like you're being tumbled around in the, in the surf. Jesus is the light and the direction in that, and and you can feel lost, but have faith that you're not, because He told you, Amen. And just again, I keep pulling these parallels back to marriage. But again, you know, your spouse can be that for you as well. You know, like I know, I don't know how many times that I'm losing my mind. Um, you know, and. I've had moments even very recently, you know, where I just I'm lo- I'm losing the plot and my wife has been the this is this is what's happening here, you know? And Jesus is that for us, you know? This is this is the perspective here. He'll give you an eternal perspective on what's going on when nothing is making sense to you. Amen. So how how do we move past the cross? And turn this relationship into the most fruitful it can be. You know, I was I was just thinking back on my very limited experience of marriage and 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 my experience of my walk with Christ, and just really pulling out these things from the Word. And uh, from Matthew fourteen twenty three, after he had dismissed them, this is Jesus after he would fed the five thousand, and he sent. He said after he dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside. By himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. Jesus, we believe, was the Son of God made man. Amen. Part of the triune, He's He is God. And Jesus still had that sense of the importance to go away and like Ian shared some weeks ago, shut the door and just spend some time with his father. Because what is a relationship? without communication that's where i don't i don't know if everyone has the same experience as me with marriage but my first year sorry hun i'm pulling out all the all the dirty laundry my my first year of marriage was all about hang on <laughs> this isn't what i thought it was and there was no communication and that that was like the first year of marriage was just like it was we had to push through that you know and discover how to communicate to each other you know when when someone saved and then they hear, they hear people talking about, oh, I hear from God, and I, I hear from God, and God told me this, and God told me that. And they're thinking, how, do, how does that even work? How do I get there? I've never heard the voice of God. You know, we have to push through and discover exactly how we communicate. With our heavenly Father, because Jesus said, Jesus said that you can step boldly into the throne room because of what He did, and 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 plead with and talk to God one on one. Jesus is sitting at at His right hand. He's sitting at His right hand, and if you've given your life to Christ, which I'm going to give you an opportunity to do this later on in the service, but if you give your life to Christ, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, and when you step into that throne room, He's gone. He's with me. He's with me. Anything that He asks for in my name, it's from me. It'll be done. Amen. So it's so crucial in our relationship, in our walk, that we learn to communicate. Communicate. Pray. Read His Word. Spend time with Him. And what's the other really important part of communicating? Listening. Listening. The only way you're going to learn what God's voice sounds like in your life is to listen is to listen because he speaks he'll speak to you through the word he'll speak to you through images he'll speak to you through dreams he'll speak to you through other people he speaks to me through my 3-year-old daughter you know there's he will get a message to you if you will listen if you will listen the other part have faith trust faith is the currency of the kingdom amen have faith romans 828 And we know that in all things, God will work them for our good. He will work for the good of those who love Him, for the good of those who are called according to His purpose. And the Word says that He knew you before He created the earth. He had a plan for you before then. He knew you by name. And He will work everything for your good. We need that in relationship because when i hear some when i hear things when i'm when i'm flying off the handle and i hear my wife say something that doesn't sound like she's got my back i need to have faith that everything that she's saying is actually to back me up and and, and i don't know how many times where i could have just i could have just flown off the handle straight away and and been reactive and at what she said and then and then turn around 3 hours later and gone oh actually yeah, she meant she actually meant well there you're right chris All good <laughs> okay all right yeah yeah do we need a chaperone over here <laughs> praise god no i i just think you know that that having faith and that trust is so important because god is for us always in everything you know this scripture romans eight twenty eight. that wouldn't be in the bible if 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 we just saw everything that he did as good for us all the time do you know that like, if, if we just, if everything that He did was so apparently and tangi- tangibly good for us all the time, why would we need faith? Why would that Romans eight twenty eight need to even be in there to convince us? And that's, these are the times where we stand on Scripture like that. We say, no, God, You promised me that no matter what I'm seeing right now, You will turn it for my good. Amen? Amen? Let go of the old, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. The old is gone. The old is gone. There's this karakia we do in my Tereo uh, class. class. It's a mihi. We, um, we acknowledge the dead at one point of it. And part of the mihi is we say, us to us you to you we acknowledge them and then we just go but we're here this is us you're there you stay over there and I think sometimes we can try and raise the dead a little bit you know and bring back up what we put to death at the cross and uh, who knows that that gets sticky when we start doing that in a relationship amen gets a bit sticky when you start talking about well my last girlfriend didn't do that Who knows that that's going to cause some radi daddy. <laughs> My mum doesn't cook like that. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you go live with your mum then. <laughs> Long, time Long time ago. At least three weeks ago. <laughs> Let go of the old, amen. If something's, if something's holding on to you from your past life, let it go. You know, I think sometimes we can give the enemy too much credit when we say, the enemy is attacking me here. The enemy is attacking me here. Do you know the devil can't be everywhere at once? Only God can be everywhere at once. You know, the devil can't be there attacking you and attacking me and attacking them at the same time. We give him way too much credit. All he does is he holds a magnifying glass over your mind where you are focusing on stuff of your own. And he's holding a magnifying glass over it and he's just going, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to let you do the work. I don't have to do anything here. You know, he's got no power or authority over you anymore. Christ dealt with that at the cross. There is no authority over you anymore. None. Christ dealt with that. So you can just say, no. Squash his head under your heel. You're a new creation. You're in Christ. There is nothing but good things for you. Amen. Anything that's that's pressurizing you, anything that's that's pushing you, anything that's weighing you down, if God's allowing you to go through it, praise be to him. Because it's doing a work in you so that you can take on the next the next thing you need to. He's got a great thing for you, and this is building you up, amen. Which brings me to the last point celebrate. I want to read this whole psalm. Psalm 100. Bring it up. Shout shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord in gladness. Come to Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving, and enter His courts with praise, and give Him glory give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is what and his love endures how long and his faithfulness continues through how many generations all generations so amen that when we go through the struggles we can praise him and there's power that comes from that and there's breakthrough that comes from that there's a release that comes through from that as we realize just who we are to him amen You know, some people can't see it. People look at us and think we're strange. But I tell you what, we have a mighty power within us. We have a mighty power to overcome things that just can't be overcome in the natural. I've met some strong people. I consider myself a pretty strong person. But there are some things that I've walked through in life that I wouldn't be able to do without Christ. Amen. Amen. So I just want this to be a song in your heart to praise Him, to praise Him through all of this and uh, you know again we bring it back to marriage and we just say you know if you're not celebrating the wins if you're not celebrating the good times in your relationship you're focusing on all the wrong things amen the word says to us focus on everything that's good focus on everything that's good every time some you get a win praise him every time you don't get a win praise him it might have been good for you every time you're waiting for a win Praise Him. It's coming. Amen. Amen. So like I said, I want, to give, uh, I want to give an opportunity in this moment for anyone that doesn't know Christ and wants to access this relationship and wants to access this freedom and wants to get themselves dead at the cross with Christ and then raised with Him and walking with Him for the rest of your life and unlock this blessing. And this, I want to be an opportunity for you. So I'm just going to ask with every eye closed and every head bowed in this place. And I would ask just not to get up and leave in this moment. This is an important moment for someone in this room. So with every eye closed, every head bowed, just out of respect, I just want to give you this opportunity. If you have never asked Jesus into your life, if you've never known what it's about, even if you've still got questions and you still don't know, I ask you to be bold in this moment and I ask you to lift your hand, make eye contact with me because there's a very simple prayer that I can pray with you that will unlock this. The word says all we have to do is confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead and we will be saved. So on the count of three, I'm just gonna ask that you be bold in this in this moment and raise your hand so I can pray with you. One, two, three. Throw it up now, if that's you. Praise God. Praise God. Awesome. Thank you. Throw it up high. If I haven't seen you, wave it around. Wave it around. Thank you. Awesome. And if you have wandered from God, you know, if you've read the prodigal and you just think this, this might be me if you, if you want to come home back to him and if you think you've wandered far from him I just want you to know that he never wandered far from you I want you to know that he's waiting for you right now just to be bold in this moment as well and just recommit yourself this morning so if that's you this morning I want you to raise your hand right now just be bold right now if you want to break through this stuff and you need him to walk with you again raise your hand awesome praise God Well, thank you. Thank you for those that did raise their hand, that want to give their life to Jesus this morning. And I just ask that the congregation just pray along with me this prayer. And you pray it as well, those that raise their hands, and let this take seed in your heart. This is important. This is an important moment in their life. So if everyone together could just pray this prayer. Dear Lord, I love you. I thank you for what you did on the cross for me. I've wandered myself without you. I recognize that I was far from you in the things I did. And in this moment, I turn. In this moment, I give my life to you. And I declare that you are Lord of my life. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand clap.